This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 12 of Horse Tip Daily, a different horse tip, a different equine topic, a different equestrian expert every day. Horse Tip Daily brings the world of equine knowledge to you one day at a time. Today's topic is sponsored by EasySignsOnline.com, one of the largest maker of farm signs in the world. Enjoy today's tip. I am Glenn Geek from Lexington, Kentucky, horse capital of the world, and you're listening to Horse Tip Daily. Well, if anybody that listened to yesterday's show, episode 11, will know that it was my anniversary, and I want to let you know that I survived my anniversary without getting into too much trouble, which is a rare thing for me. And I do have a non-horsey tip for everybody before we get into the horsey tip, and that is we went out to dinner last night at one of our favorite small chain restaurants. They do have... uh, restaurants all across the country in different states i would say about half the states now and it's tony roma's tony roma's is one of the best places for steaks and ribs we had a rib platter last night that was absolutely out of this world you can actually get a variety rib platter and it's three different kinds of ribs beef ribs and uh, short ribs and different ribs and all different sauces it's just out of this world and you know we always my wife and i have a thing that we do Almost every time we eat out, we eat dessert first. Our theory is you eat dessert first because life is too short. Well, last night, one of the things they have at Tony Roma's is a sampler platter of desserts. And you can pick any three of the desserts on the menu. And they say they bring you a smaller portion. Although it looked like full-size portions to us. It was these three big desserts that we had to sample from. And we had that for an appetizer last night before our big plates of ribs. And I'll tell you what, it was absolutely wonderful. It's a great place. They make the biggest, best strawberry daiquiris we had anywhere. Uh, So I highly recommend it's Tony Roma's. Go to T-O-N-Y-R-O-M-A-S dot com to see if there's one in your area and check them out. Just a lot of fun. Well, we better get to today's tip of the day. Today we have with us someone who, whose work I've been following for ages. She is one of the most specialized journalists in the horse world, and she knows her stuff. Fran specializes in hoof care and lameness. She has been covering all things hoof for over a decade. Uh, we are thrilled to have Fran Jerger with us in our stable of experts, and we are sure that you will enjoy her tips. You can find all the links to Fran's blog and, and her websites at horsetipdaily.com. Just look under the Experts tab at the top of the page. And we'll get to Fran's tips right after we speak about that old, rotting, illegible farm sign of yours. It's time to let EasySignsOnline.com fix you up with a brand new, no-maintenance farm sign. Signs are always on the job for you, advertising 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. From elaborate carved signs to simple entrance signs, vinyl banners, pet memorial markers, stall name plates... All of that, and the folks at EasySignsOnline.com have what you need in durable outdoor signs. Their unique website uses a step-by-step ordering process, which allows you to choose all the options and see complete pricing before you buy. Remember, you don't get a second chance to make a first impression, so visit EasySignsOnline.com. Let's say hi to Fran. Why, well, Fran, welcome to Horse Tip Daily. We appreciate you being on the show. Oh, hi, Glenn. It's great to be on. You know, I've been following your work for years, and we finally get to talk and meet. And I'm just so glad that we have a venue. You, you have a, you're really specialized. How did you ever get so specialized in one area of the horse's hoof? I think you could call it a, a, a bit of a calling, Glenn. I 
was so very interested. came down and yeah. said, Fran, you're going to do this. We need you. <laughs> this is your mission in life. But really and truly, I was very interested in lameness problems in horses. And I just found that there was a real need for more information on the hoof itself. And I was very fortunate to run into some fantastic farriers in my work. And I said, gee, no one knows of all the work that's going on in the farrier field and the vet field where there are these emerging specialties and this is going to turn into something. And I, sure, I was probably 10 years ahead of, t- ahead of myself, but it's been really, really rewarding to see that even someone like you, Glenn, who 10 years ago would say, oh, gosh, we don't need anything about hooves on our radio right, show. Right. Now, all of a sudden, people are saying, you know, Fran, you're really onto something with this hoof stuff. You, you know, this is a really important part of, of horse care. Well, and you it's really something... have taken the horse public dragging and screaming along. No, <laughs> it has it has had to evolve. And, you know, I have to say that it's very, very rewarding to see that people are, are finally um, starting to to understand how important their horse's feet are and really take better care of them. It's it's. It's a wonderful thing. Well, is, is it safe to say that probably, well, I know it's safe to say I've owned a lot of horses, uh, that it's one of the most expensive parts of the horse on an ongoing basis. It's the one you spend a lot of money on every six weeks. That That is true, but I also would say that it's a, it's a very good investment, and spending that money every six weeks is hopefully going to be insurance of against having to spend an awful lot more money should something go wrong. And I believe that preventative maintenance on a horse's feet is the best investment that a horse owner can make. Well, great. Now, you were a journalist before you became a hoof expert? (laughs) (laughs) I have uh, both careers uh, simultaneously, but Glenn, I have to correct you. I would never call myself a hoof, a hoof expert. expert. So never what would you ever. call you? A hoof specialist? I, I, know, uh, I know a lot of hoof okay. experts, <laughs> and I've been very fortunate um, to work with them and sort of took it upon myself to um, kind of spread the word about um, new developments in the field. I would by no means call myself an expert okay. ever. We'll call you a hoof journalist. <laughs> right, a hoof <laughs> journalist. <laughs> okay. We need to come up with a more clever name for that, I think. I know. Uh, <laughs> I'll work on that one. <laughs> All right. So what do you have for us today? Well, I'm really interested in talking to you um, definitely about the prevention side of hoof care. And I, I'm sure that this is something that will be relevant to all your listeners. And I am convinced that this is where we should be putting our energy and our expertise is, number one, studying what is a good hoof, learning to recognize it, and making that a goal. And maybe it might not be a goal that you can accomplish overnight, but having people understand what they're working toward and what their horse's feet could optimally do for their horse and equating what a good, sound, healthy foot looks like to your eye. And I um, have some, just some little tips that I'd like to share with people that I think might be helpful to them. And um, well, Great. We'll, uh, we'll have you do one today, and then what we'll do is we'll just have you come back on the show again, if you will, and, and we'll, we'll parse them out so that people can, uh, 
can learn more about this. You know, I think it is. I think with horses' feet, you trust your farrier, and then uh, you know, mo- a lot of people discovered that they can't really trust their farrier because sometimes it's not good, and they that at that point, out of necessity, they figure they have to start learning more, and it's too bad it waits till that point in many cases. It does wait very much too long, and I really feel that a lot of the problems that we're having with our horses can be traced back to the early years of a horse's life and um, either problems that developed then or that were ignored then because so many young horses are prepared for sale rather than to be kept by the owner, and these problems get passed along down the line. And I... I would um, start with just the problem that we're having right now um, with moisture and how people could understand a little bit about the effects of an incredibly rainy season like so many parts of the country had this past spring. Right, right. Um, this, this is going to be affecting your horse's feet for the rest of the summer. And I believe that if you can just come to grips with that and accept it, you'll be prepared for the inevitable that may happen. Now, this may be recognizable by um, the hoof wall becoming sort of soft and spongy, or the horse, if the horse is shod, may lose a shoe or the shoes may become loose. And people need to be aware that this could happen and what to do if it does happen. All right. I... I would advise people to, um, if if you possibly can, take some pictures of your horse's feet and just um, try to take in as many points of your horse's feet as you can before the changes start. Um, Some of the changes that you might see, especially if your horse's pasterns are clipped, um, you may see that the uh, right along the hairline, it gets sort of, um, looks almost like there's a a little... uh, transparent worm around the top of the hairline Mm -hmm. it gets kind of swollen up um that is um your horse's natural reaction um to the moisture and if a horse is healthy and uh, metabolism is working correctly usually horses can compensate um for a really rainy season or a rapid change in environment whether it's wet to dry or dry to wet um As we all know, a lot of our horses are under stress, Glenn, and and that can affect a horse's ability to um, adapt, as can uh, even things like going from a really dry stall, you know, with your beautiful fluffy shavings um, out into a wet paddock. Um, These are things that we'll see changes, um, you know, in one horse and the horse in the next stall shows no changes at all. It's a very individualistic thing. But um, people need to be aware of it um, in many parts of the country. I believe that this summer, as it was back in 2006, we had a similar very, very wet season with lots of flooding. And in that year, I I can remember a lot of pastures were flooded and and it changed um, some of the ways that the the grass grew and, and some, you know, just environmental changes come in many different forms and it shows up on a horse's feet 
um, some horses will get also get you know some kind of a skin fungus or whatever but I, the feet are just amazing at being able to tell you what's going on in the rest of the horse's body so we look so the telltale signs we look for are are um you may notice that the foot maybe spreads out over the shoe a little bit more or just when you press on the hoof wall it seems like it's not as rigid um, as it normally would be um you know and and you may see an increase in um some kinds of um, mild fungal problems um you know it's not unusual to see more thrush in a worst case scenario there's another disease called canker that seems to um, be reported more often in years when there's um, really a lot of moisture. So it's just something um, to keep in mind and and uh, stay on top of it with your horse and work with your farrier, work with your vet, and um, any signs of uh, fungus or you know anything that's really different, um, I, I would um, try to nip it in the bud as soon as possible. So take those pictures when the horse is healthy. Right. So you have a reference point. Basically Absolutely. you have your ground zero there. Yeah. And just you know, just you know, handling your horse's feet um more often um we we find that you know, people I try to tell people just close your eyes. You know, when you know if it's safe, and, you know, don't take any chances with your horse, but try picking your horse's feet up and just hold them in your hands with your eyes closed and learn what it feels like. Learn to see your horse's feet through your, through your hands and what it feels like. You know, don't just depend on, just on your eyes, but also what it feels like. What does that frog feel like? You know, how spongy is it? How soft is it? How hard is it? Um, just learn to feel what's normal. Great. And then that'll give you the reference point for what's abnormal at that point. Hopefully you, you would recognize that. And it's, I think this is an especially important thing to do with young horses um, because if their problems are not taken care of, I, I believe it, it can have developmental problems later in life. And, and um, just want to make sure that anything with a young horse is, is taken care of. And they need their feet handled a lot. And I know it's not always easy to do. It's not but. always the most fun thing. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's part of the deal. You have to yep. uh, you have to train them, and you have to get them used to having you handle their feet regularly. All right. Well, I think there were about four or five tips actually in that uh, segment. <laughs> but where can people find out more about the hoof and and what what your work is? My work is is readily available. I have. Um, both a website, which is www.hoofcare.com, and either from there or directly you can go to a daily blog that I publish. The blog is called Fran Yerga's Hoof Blog, and it's at uh, hoofcare.blogspot.com. And that's where you'll find all kinds of links and articles and everything sort of under the sun that's related to the hoof. And there are... um, Believe it or not, we're about to have our fifth anniversary in September. So there are five years of articles there that people can go back and see a lot of video, a lot of photography, and a lot of resources um, 
for almost any hoof problem that you can imagine. And if it's not there, send me an email and I will try to help you. All right. Great, Fran. And I know you do good work. I've, I've been on your site for, for a long time, and there is a pile of stuff there. And you can find the reference point really is hoofcare.com. And That's we correct. will have all the links on our website at horsetipdaily.com. Uh, we have a page for each of the uh, – sorry, we're, we're calling them experts um, – a page for each of the experts. And you can find uh, Fran, all of Fran's links right there on our site as well. Well, Fran, uh, will you come back? I would love to, Glenn. You know, I could talk about this stuff all day. And you do. <laughs> As a matter of fact. All but right, I'm not Fran. an expert, Glenn. Don't you be calling me an expert. All right, I'll change your page. <laughs> thank you. All right, Fran, we'll talk to you soon. Well, thank you, Fran. And you can find all of Fran's links on her bio page on our website at horsetipdaily.com. Thanks again, Fran. Well, it's time for today's email. Today's email is from a friend of the Horse Radio Network. She is an avid listener to the Eventing Radio Show, and she we've been emailing back and forth over a period of time. I just wanted to read the beginning of this uh, email that she sent to us. Uh, it was really meant for the Eventing Radio Show, but in the first paragraph, I think she talks a little bit about a horse tip daily. This is from Amy, and Bug is her horse in Wausau, Wisconsin. Hey, it's Amy and Bug again, just checking in and letting you know that I love the new Horse Tip Daily. Your radio show has forced me to get more with it when it comes to technology, and I'm happy to say that I'm able to download all the radio shows onto my MP3 player without having to call in reinforcements from the IT department. They finally busted me for using too much bandwidth or something like that when I listened at work. And then she went on. Well, Amy, it's always good to hear from you. I will be writing back to you here shortly. And we're glad that you're you're finally uh, getting less technologically challenged and learning how to download these to your MP3 player so you can listen while you're cleaning your stalls or riding bug or just out there brushing bug. It's, it is nice. It, that's what podcasts were really meant for, is to be able to download them and listen anytime you want while you're driving to a show or out uh, mowing the lawn or, or whatever. You can listen to them anytime. You know, if you want to drop me an email, you can do so at Glenn with two N's at horseradionetwork.com. You can drop me an email about anything to say hi, to, uh, you know, tell us what you want to hear on the show, whatever, to talk about your anniversary dinner, whatever it is. Uh, we'd be happy to hear from you. And as uh, Amy said, you can subscribe through iTunes or Zoom. Do that right on our website. Just click the links. It'll open up your iTunes or Zoom, and it'll down- you can subscribe and download them automatically to your MP3 player or your, iTunes- your iPod. Also, you can follow us at Facebook. Just search for Horse Tip Daily or follow us on Twitter at Horse Radio. And don't forget to check out all the great shows on the Horse Radio Network. We do eventing and dressage, and, well, you know the story. Check them all out at horseradionetwork.com. Well, it's Friday, and I will be back again tomorrow with another new expert and a different horse tip. Until then, stay safe, everyone. (laughs) 